Welcome back. I'm Amanda Faria, co-host and producer of the New York City Protest Coverage Podcast. In maintaining our goal of highlighting protests happening around New York City, we are shifting our focus this week to the Sikh community. On December 23rd, 2020, at the opportunity to sit down with Jack Singh, a prominent Indian American activist from the Sikh community in South Richmond Hill, Queens, along with this team of organizers, Shivani Shu and Pavneet Singh, at the Gurdwara Sikh Cultural Society Center in Queens, New York. Jap, who has been active in the Black Lives Matter movement since May 2020, is now organizing rallies to push for justice for Indian farmers that have been impacted by the recent change in farm laws in India. In September 2020, the Indian Parliament passed three farm bills that many Indian farmers feel deregulates the sale of crops, allowing corporations to take advantage and potentially put small landowners at great financial risk. Prior to the bills, the government served as the middleman to regulate pricing. As a result of these bills, demonstrations have erupted in India, with other protests being held across the world in places like the UK, Canada, and the US. In India, farmers have marched from the state of Punjab to New Delhi, blocked highways with around-the-clock sit-ins, and are camping overnight in India's cold winter weather. Despite being met with inhumane treatment by the Indian government, they've remained steadfast in continuing to protest in order to push India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi and his administration to rescind the bills. As many farmers in Punjab are from the Sikh community, Jap felt compelled to speak up and stand in solidarity with Indian farmers by organizing the first Kassan March in New York City in November 2020. and his young team of organizers have now rallied together to hold four car protests to spread awareness of the issues farmers are experiencing in India. I'm Amanda Faraya, and here is our interview with Jap Singh. So, hi Jap, it's a pleasure to be here with you after, what, two rallies and two Kassan rallies and, and a volunteering event now. Yes, yes. I feel like you all have beco- become like an extended family at some point. No, for real. <laughs> Just for more real. friends, the more the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> No, and, and thank you for, for uh, giving us the opportunity and platform to just to kind of uh, get the message out. Um, I think right now our community is hurting. Um, our community needs allies and uh, just kind of need understanding of what we're doing. Uh, and the fact that, you know, you guys covered two of our rallies and then also one of our volunteering events. And now, like, you know, you got a chance to see the temple and, you know, how our people kind of pray and stuff of that nature. You, you're getting understanding of, like, you know, what our religion and our culture is all about. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great opportunity um, to meet Pavneet, who's sitting here with us in the room, an awesome organizer and photographer, and Shivani, who's also an organizer. So, um, listeners, you may hear them chime in at some point. But so, Jap, I know that you, I met you as you being the lead organizer out at the first Kassan rally that I attended, and through speaking with you over the last few weeks, I know that you shared that you had also been very vocal in the BLM uprising yeah. and movement throughout the summer. So can you tell us like, who is Jap Singh and 
what was your role or um, what did you do during the BLM yeah. movement and how did it get you here today? So the BL- so the, the murdering of George Floyd happened a day before my birthday, actually. And when I found out during the, the day of my birthday, I, like obviously like I wasn't on social media and like that. So uh, the, the, like the night of is when I saw the streets of New York being flooded. You know, uh, that was the first day of really riots and uh, people coming out and taking their voices to the streets. And when I saw that, you know, I'm a very big believer in social social uh, activism. You know, no matter what community it is, if it's being marginalized and if it's, uh, you know, there's injustices being done to that community, I feel like it's my personal obligation to do whatever I can in my power. Leading up to that point, corona was at its all-time high. Me and a couple of my buddies, uh, we planned on trying to contribute to that by uh, showing our appreciation to our frontline workers. That's a little background on it. So we were giving out pizza to different hospitals. You know, we went to Kings County Hospital, uh, been to, uh, you know, North Shore Hospital. We went to so many different hospitals. And at that time, I had become Spider-Man, you know. So it became a, a, a thing where... When we're giving, we're, when we're going back and giving, giving back to the communities and, and the frontline workers, we also want to put a smile on their faces. You know, a lot of them are working like, you know, 12 to 16-hour shifts. All they're doing is working. Even though it may sound silly, when we went out, when, when I went in as Spider-Man, they were like, oh my God, like, you know, and they were clapping for Spider-Man. But then, you know, we, we let them know that they're the real superheroes, you know, and uh, it became an instant success and, and uh a big, you know, a big fan base kind of developed around the idea. A week later is when the the BLM movement started again, and then I'm like, okay, we can't, we can't just cut this idea out. So maybe taking that concept of Spider-Man and which is a New York City superhero, local superhero, and represents what unity, you know, uh, justice. So why not take that and put it, apply it to the BLM movement? So, you know, we, I went a couple of protests but like, as my personal appearance, you know, I, I, I tied a bug, which is our turban, and we went and advocated it like that as well. But we saw as soon as we went as Spider-Man, the energy changed. Definitely made a statement. Yeah, that, energy right? changed. People were more into it. The people that are in the middle were just quiet. They were like, oh, my God. Like, you know, so they were, you know, and we, we started, we didn't just go to go. We went to start a movement in terms of chance you know we were engaged throughout the whole time i lost my voice several times during that those span of months you know and uh it, it was a really big uh moment in my life because you know in school uh we, i was a student body president of my, of my campus at queen's college so it, it kind of really uh took me back to that time that was two years ago so it was like I was always looking for that moment of making a difference in the real world, and I felt like this could be it. And uh, it, it really kind of gave me that platform to kind of give back to my community and really stand up for something I really believed in, which is justice for all marginalized communities, especially the black community, because, you know, it's not, this is not the first instance. You know, it's no, been happening it's for been decades. Happening in fact, for it's been happening for centuries. Yeah, 400 so, years plus. <laughs> 100%. And the fact that every single community in every single country almost was mobilized like this is this is a moment in history that was being unfolded in front of our eyes this is what is going to be talked about in the next 20 30 years so i didn't want to be that that parent in 20 30 years that when my kids ask me what what did you do in 2020 and i say, and I say nothing you know i want to be that person that also is like listen there's injustices happening 
and I was at the forefront of it. What were some of the protests that you primarily went to this summer? So a lot of them were in the city. Uh, a lot of them were in Union Square. I was at Occupy City Hall a lot. And you were also addressed as Spider-Man at Occupy yeah, yeah. City Occupy. Hall? Occupy. So one of the, la- the biggest uh, events, well, not the biggest events, but like one of the biggest moments happened at the last day when the budget was passed. Uh, I was there for like 12 to 13 hours, and we gave out uh, 40 pies of pizza during that time, too. And uh, it it really became. I'm sure that was very appreciated. Oh, yeah. it went it went within minutes, and you know it, it was it was really. And during that same time, uh, a Trump supporter came at me, and uh, and the whole community came together around my car. I was just afraid my car might might because we were we were driving into these rallies. So, uh, you know, we were there, and you know he just comes out. And I'm talking about like a true Trump supporter, like from the mid. He seemed like he just came from the Midwest type of type of energy. And uh, so he, but you know, we showed him love. You know, it seemed like he was a hardworking man. He had a construction outfit on, and you know, we we, we approached it with love, and we approached it with, you know, this is your opinion, and we respect it. Um, so you know, he he was the NYPD escorted him out, and then you know, we kept the message pretty straight up, uh, straightforward after that point. But yeah, we were there for a good good amount of hours, and a lot of different community organizers, a lot of uh, social media influencers, you know, came out that night. Um, and it really became a, it, it became a big thing during that night for sure, for sure. So everyone that's listening, cats out of the bag. If you saw a Spider Man <laughs> or someone dressed as Spider Man handing out pizza, now you know it's Jap Singh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Jap, you are a part of the Sikh community. Can yeah. you tell us more about um, you know what your community stands for? Right. The Sikh community is basically. Found, was, was founded on the, the, the premise of justice for all, uh, equality for all. Um, so, you know, something that is a fundamental belief of ours is seva, you know, which is selfless service. A part of seva is langar, you know, which is a, a meal, a free meal to anybody who needs it. So, uh, you know, we're sitting in the temple right now, and anybody that comes to our temple, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Hispanic, you know, what, no matter what your ethnicity is, no matter uh, what religion you believe in, your, you know, your gender, um, anything, you know, you can come to a temple and get a free meal. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things that kind of resonates with a lot of people, because, you know, when you put food and, and free food, especially to, you know, and, and you kind of... Uh, advertise that idea, people are like, oh, wow, like, you know, I want to learn more. But a lot of times we get misinterpreted for you know, either Muslims or uh, Hindu, uh, Hindu uh, brothers and sisters. And we, we never uh, reject that idea because for us it's not about whether you're Hindu or whether you're Muslim. It's more about like, you know, how can you be the best person? You know, how can you be the best human being? So that's why we never really reject that idea, because at the end of the day, they're human too. So we believe in just humanity. Um, again, like you know, if we have a dialogue like we're having now, then we'll definitely go into it. So a lot of people do confuse us for for different um, uh, religions, and uh, we're quick. To, some of us, some of us are quick to say, no, 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 we're not. But you know, why not just say we're human? And you know, right. you know, and a lot of us do share the same values, and and, and uh, uh, so it, 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 that that kind of always symbolize what our religion truly is. It's about being human and uh, being uh, equals. And so would you say that's what drove you to um, get involved with protesting? Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, so. We're we're known to be warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever there's an injustice happening in the world, it's our personal obligation. We take it personal that we're going to stand up. 
for for that you know yeah. against that injustice you know that's why we were you know a big part of why we have turbans you know yeah. if you if anybody's in danger if they spot someone with a turban and they go to them hey listen I'm in I'm in danger there's a very high chance that we're gonna make sure that we protect them in that situation. I think one of the things that stood out to me in the first protest that I um, attended for the for the um, farmers was at some point I was getting ready to take a photo and you said you know an injustice to an injustice to anyone is an injustice to yeah. everyone and so it is a a, a famous MLK mm-hmm. line. With that being said. I know that you have shared that you were vocal and also active within the BLM community. Mm-hmm. Did you draw on anything from from those protests to help you organize the Kassan rallies? So a lot. I am so grateful uh, that I was able to partake in the BLM movements because I've made so many good friends through the, through that movement. Um, so a lot of uh, what I learned f- about protesting was through those movements, uh, organizing, getting the community together. So. For anyone that doesn't know, the, this movement that we are fighting in right now for the, for the farmers, this is the first time our community has mobilized in this many numbers all around the world. So this is something, this is history again, you know, for our community at least. And no matter what your beliefs are, everybody is coming together for this for this common goal, and that is to to get the Indian government to reverse these laws. Um, so you know, a, a lot of my good friends from the BLM community. Um, they gave me their megaphone. I reached out to them because I couldn't find a megaphone that was going to come in on time at that time. So, Not like, Amazon? No? No, I tried, I tried. <laughs> like, but the thing is, we organized that rally in three days. That The first one, it was three yeah, days. Yeah, that's, that's a short, a time, short time, frame, time frame, but also huge turnout. Yeah, um, yeah. No even doubt. when I came, I expected to see maybe a few cars, maybe a small crowd of with people who pro- who probably looked like farmers. I expected to yeah. see older people. <laughs> right. And I showed up and saw the exact opposite. Right. 100%. You know, a ton of young people out there just wanting to yeah. to get the message out. And I mean a slew of cars. And, I mean and, and that's the thing, like our community, especially the young people, are tired. They're tired because again, the elder generation, they give us a foundation. Now it's the youth's turn to take that foundation and make it a, a permanent part of society. Mm-hmm. You know, before we were fighting for survival, now we're fighting for respect and acceptance. I think that's what this movement is about. It's about accepting us for what we are and what we bring to society. And anything against that, you're 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 kind of hurting our well-being. You get what I'm saying? Right. So that's why a lot of the young people and a lot of these same young people were also also stood up against. The injustices to the black community too, you know, the the, the police brutality, uh, any other injustices that were happening to other communities. They're very big social media uh, advocates. You mm-hmm. know, I, I see a lot of my Punjabi friends that are posting about injustices that are happening around the world. So the fact that we were all able to come together for this common purpose for our own community, mm-hmm. it's it, it was just remarkable. remarkable. And so, and let's and let's talk about that. So in September. You know, the Indian Parliament passed three bills mm-hmm. um, that essentially impacted the way business is done for farmers. And so, can you share how that that has? Can you share how the market was before then, the economy was before yeah. these bills were passed, um, and then share how it's impacting farmers now right. and could potentially um, impact them in the future? So, a big misconception about this is that it's only going to harm six mm-hmm. and Punjabis. Uh, that's a very big misconception because if you go to other parts of India where farming is already uh, was a big industry, um, a lot of those farmers came to Punjab 
whether they're Hindu, whether they're Muslim, whether any other religion, because they already applied these laws in those markets. So they destroy the market. Now, basically, this, these bills are going to benefit the big dogs, you know, the, the, the big corporations. So basically, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, a Monday. It's like an open market type mm-hmm. of format. Right now, that's in place. Yes. Uh, so that allows the farmers to really make their own pricing and kind of sell it the way they want. But if, you know, these laws go into place, uh, the government is going to have a set price. So this set price could, you know, corporations could obviously meet the set price. But say that you're selling your product for 35, you know, 35, 35 cents. And then the baseline price is 25 cents. You know, you're already taking, and then, you know, every crop that you're selling, you know, you're taking 10 cents hit. And, you know, yep. uh, you know corporations will obviously make this. And then there's another one that kind of uh, has, a, is like a, a res, like a, a storage, you know. So basically, like, you know, it gives uh, farmers unlimited storage to, to place their crops. Obviously, big corporations could afford storages. Where is the farmers going to store their 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 uh, crops? So a exactly. lot a lot of these a lot of these laws are not made for the little guy that uh, need to go to go through the everyday struggle. But there are so many people, so many farmers that went from other places of India, but now like they have to go through the same thing again. That's why they're protesting in India in in uh, in conjunction with the Punjabis, you know, because mm-hmm. they know if these farming bills stay stand, they're going to have to you know kind of find something else to do or you know they have to like you know the, the, their means of survival are going to be very hard and i think people there's this misconception that you know they're just farmers but a lot of these farmers are educated right oh so definitely, definitely. you I, know can you shed some light on the on the background of of who the farmers may be so a lot of the farmers um a lot of the people protesting in india this mm-hmm. is one of the largest uh protests in human history there's almost they're all now uh, this was a week ago but now I'm sure there's more than 250 million people protesting. Uh, again, these numbers are from last week, so I can just imagine they're probably mm-hmm. growing. A lot of the kids are out there. There's people PhDs out there. There's people that are serving the Indian Army out there. There's a lot of different groups of people that are out there protesting. And the Indian government thinks that this is still a farmer from back in the 60s and 70s. You know, that doesn't right. that does only but farming. But they don't know that we've kind of, we're all over the world now. You know, there's people out here... I have my masters, you know, there's mm-hmm. people out here with PhDs, doctors, lawyers, and they all are standing with these farmers. You know, we're sons and daughters of farmers, so the farming gene is in our bodies. There's so many aspects that come from farming, and now you're going to put that whole industry on the verge of decimation. It does not sit well with any Punjabi anywhere around the world. Um, another part of it is that, so I, whenever I was little, you know, even now that I'm an adult, when I went to India, whenever I went to India, mm-hmm. I would only go to Punjab. So I would land in Delhi, drive eight hours to Punjab. So a lot of Punjabis are like me. You know, they all they know from India is Punjab. So when you go to Punjab, all you see is farmland. You know, that's what we're known for. So when you take that industry away, you, you're taking my childhood away. You're taking all everybody's childhood away that's from Punjab. And you're taking essentially what makes Punjab Punjab. If we think we're going to go back to the same type of uh, land that we're used to, forget about it, you know, and that's why everybody takes this very personal because uh, the Indian government is really trying to take away our culture. That's very important that you put it that way because it's not just protecting farmers, it's not just, there's there's a sentimental value to it, there's an emotional value to it. Yeah. So, I guess, why should other people care, right? So, you know, I'm from the U.S., I grew up in middle America, Michigan. Yeah. Um, 
And so why should we care here? How does that impact us here? Do you eat rice? I do. Yeah. I'm from India. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you drink Starbucks coffee? Sometimes. Do you drink coffee? I'm biased. Uh, Here and there. <laughs> I do. But but many of us a do. Lot of, <laughs> a lot of New Yorkers drink Starbucks coffee. I'm, so. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah, yeah no, no, I feel you. I feel you. But um, a lot of the ingredients that are in these coffees come from India. Um, cotton comes from India. There's so many different things that we utilize on an everyday basis mm-hmm. come from India. So if the market is taking a hit there, it's going to essentially have a domino effect around the world. And, you know, again, India has one of the biggest farming industries. So if the little guy is basically kind of screwed out of it, you're left with corporations. And the corporation is going to determine everything around the world. Just I know for a fact in New York we can resonate with that because we're very against that idea of a, a monopoly kind of handling such a big part of society. And now imagine if, the, if a couple of people are controlling the entire farming industry. You have to have you have to have almost four United States of America to make one India. You get what I'm saying? So the fact that like you know if they control that whole that whole region, it's gonna have an effect all across the world. So I think that's why it's a very big uh, reason a lot of communities should 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 really take interest in this and just learning about it. I think when you learn about it, you see what these laws do. It's gonna really open up the eyes uh, to how it's gonna impact not just the farmers but us as individuals all across the world. And um, so in the room with us is Pavneet and Shivani, and I want to just check in with them and see if there's anything they would like to add. There's actually a post that came out like a couple days ago that farmers that are there right now with their PhD and bachelor set up schools Mm -hmm. for like children in that area. So every day the children come beautiful. And, they, and they feed them. Like Lunker is also a part yeah. of the Sikh, the Sikh uh, belief. Mm-hmm. So it's a free kitchen, free community kitchen. They've been feeding not only themselves, but everybody, even the police that are against them. They feed them. They feed the children, the homeless, everybody. And the, these kids that they're teaching. Yeah. And uh, I probably just want to, like, like, get it, like, segueing off of that, probably just want to say that, like, the Indian media has, like, uh, regarded these farmers as, ter- as terrorists and labeled them as that. Yeah, so it's a it, it's a recurring act, and what Shivani said should sort of sheds light on what is actually happening there and like the peacefulness that these farmers are like uh, like supporting and how they're not actually doing anything. And I just want people to like think for themselves what's actually going on there and like from what the media shows and what's actually happening. There's a there's a sharp distinction between the two. At the first rally, too, I'm just going to share, like, a, a moment that we had. I It was freezing that day, so, like, I went to the store, I bought some gloves, and I was trying to distribute it to people who were going to be, like, you know, very exposed out there. And I handed Jap one, and he was like, it's cold, but this is nothing, you know? Like, they're sleeping in the cold, like, they have to do this every day, they have to cook there, they have to, you know? So he was like, it's a glove, but, you know, we have to be, we have to be about it. He always says that. We have to be about it and be, show up. When the gloves were handed out, I thought, oh, my God, this is so sweet. Um, I did take the gloves, Jeb. No, I, uh, I, ended up, I ended up taking them. I think Shivani has gloves, so, like, bless for that. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Well, uh, kept saved, you warm. Her, the gloves saved my hands that day for sure. Definitely. So, so Jeb um, and Pavni and Shivani, feel free to jump in. What's next? You know, what's next for you all in terms of supporting the farmers and getting the message out? I'll be honest, like, when Shivani was just sharing that, it, it, it just gave me goosebumps because, like, it, it's so true. It's like 
we have millions of people and i don't know if you, you probably never witnessed a, a a winter in india it's cold and the thing is there's no heat there either so a lot of them are really like in terms of centralized heat yes yes even when even our in our homes in india there's no heat so like at nighttime it's and the early morning it's really really cold if, say there's 30 degrees in new york mm-hmm. you come inside at least it's, it's a 70 degrees heat going on right in india in punjab it's 30 degrees outside, inside, in the bathroom, anywhere you go. Is there any way um, someone naturally heats their home to try uh, and... Yeah, you can, have, you can uh, light up fires and stuff like on that. On a stove or... No, like they have the camp... You know those campfire fires? Yes. Yeah, they, they do those. Okay. But you can do those outside, you know, you don't... You don't um, right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> bring but, your home but down. Things, but things, a lot of them have front yards, so mm-hmm. they'll do it in their, like, their... Uh, the patio area. Okay. There it is. Yeah. So, um, oh. it's 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 com- that's what I'm saying. Like, but they never complain about it. Obviously, when we go there, we're, we're gonna complain about because we don't we don't we never seen that. But it's so humbling to even just be in this position to, because our main responsibility is to ra- raise awareness. We're not at the forefront. We're not in the trenches. Uh, even in BLM, it's still like we were in the trenches because mm-hmm. it's happening here. The fact that this is happening thousands of miles away and our main responsibility is just to raise awareness and amplify the voices of the people that are living there, I think our next step is just showing up and continue to showing up no matter what we're doing, whether it's rallies, whether it's peaceful protests, that we owe it to our, our culture, we owe it to our people. A lot of the people, so longer, like I mentioned, like you know, it's free food. A lot of the communities there that were going homeless, they come to those rallies and protests in India just because they know they're going to get food. So they're getting meals three times a day now just because of the protests. The roads in Delhi have been the cleanest it's ever been because we believe in, you know, if we're going to do something, we're going to also make sure we're, we're, cleaning after, uh, we're cleaning up after ourselves. So if anybody, said, you know, the theory behind is that we don't, wanna, we don't want the Indian government to say that we didn't, we've left a mess when we're, when we're done from here. Definitely, you know? and yeah. you know that's what happens. Like, you know, like just one more thing to just one more, like even doing negative the, to impact like, the movement. Right? Yeah, like the, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just about to sentence here, but like no other protesters think to do things like that. Yeah. Right, we're actually going above and beyond when we're protesting to think about like our surroundings and making sure everything's clean and tidy. Right. Yeah. Like I remember doing Black Lives Matter protests here. Like you know when uh, statues were like uh, you know. Uh, defaced that's what defaced and torn down yeah rightfully so but you know a lot of them got uh, heat for it a lot of them like oh like you know it's because of the protest blah 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 and uh you know so it's it's a similar aspect uh in india that's happening right now but at the same time the next steps is definitely just showing up staying together because again right now a big emphasis that the indian government is is uh portraying to the world is we're terrorists uh you know, our objective is not the farmers' issues, other issues, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it's designed to create divide in our community. As long as we're together, no matter where we are in the world, and we continue to keep the message at the forefront of things, you know, there we give the Indian government no option but to take that back, take back these laws. That's the only uh, resolution that the Indian government can give to us: take back these laws. Simple as that. And we also want to like bring in every community possible. You know, like black community, Asian, Latino, everybody, because it's a united front and it's going to affect, like you said, it's a domino effect, so it's going to affect everybody. So we want to bring in everybody to raise awareness, not just us. Like, we can share as much as we want, mm-hmm. but it'll mostly reach our community, you know what? Yes. If you share it, it'll reach a different, 
you know, set of people. And that's great. Like, that's what we want. We want a chain reaction so big that it'll reach India, basically. That's what we want. Yeah. No, I think, the, and then, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, is that this is the first mass mobilization of our community. So a lot of the things we're doing are very foreign. A lot of things we're still learning. A lot of things we still need, uh, we need to get better at. You know, that's, you know, that's just... You know, when you're doing things for the first time, you learn. You know, you yeah, learn. there'll be bumps. Yeah, you, and then you get better from your last time. You get better, you know, you get better the next time you do it. Um, so again, allies from all different communities are, are a must for us because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that it's a unified message. How can listeners support you? So, yeah. you know, what's your Instagram handles? Um, any other important Instagram handles outside of your own? Right. Any resources to donate? Um, so the first thing that uh, I think... It's very important to say, I, I should have mentioned it earlier too, is that we want to make sure that this is a community-based effort. Even though, again, like there needs to be someone or some people that organize these efforts to bring people together. So we believe in, again, Sangat. Sangat is like a group of people coming together for a greater greater purpose, right? So like even, even in our temples, we call the people that come there Sangat. You know, so this everything we do is through the Sangat. We're just a means, right? So our our organization's page is New York Sick Council, NY Sick Council on uh, on Instagram, which is N Y S I K H Council, and uh, that's where we we uh, we post most of our information on rallies and gatherings and all that. But at the same time, we want to reinforce the idea of that we're just a means. This is done by the community. You know, we can have a great rally, uh, but there's you know there's no people there. It's not really a rally. It's just to to us going into the city and just kind of like saying hi to everybody. But if we have a good amount, small but mighty, small but mighty, small but mighty. But if we have 200, 300 uh, cars coming out or people coming out, uh, that's what draws the attention and that's what's going to help us raise awareness. So our goal is to just make sure we have this unified message that it's done by the community for the community, and we want to make sure that people are. Uh, educated on the subject. That's our that's our primary goal. So, and, right. th- and thank you for 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 reaching out. Cause no problem. Like I, I was surprised you even found the found the first rally, and then when I saw you, I'm like, wait, let me just ask her. If she's yeah. the right rally. Like what's going on? Like, and then like you know we were talking, and you you said you found it on I think Twitter. You said. Uh, Instagram, it, it, Instagram is how I found it. Yeah, um, within our group, we share events with each other, gotcha. and so um, I had been reading about the issues and. We were searching everywhere for a protest, and then right. someone dropped it into our events page, and yeah. we were like, okay, well, who's going to cover what? And right. so I definitely had to pull up just, yeah. you know, from my own personal stories I've shared with you all about. 100%. And, and that's the thing. New York started the whole protesting movement here in the States, and uh, we want to make sure we kind of uh, continue to keep the momentum up, you know. Um, I think it's going to be huge over the next couple of weeks going to New Year. Uh, it's going to get much colder in India, and we want to make sure that we kind of continue this movement and it doesn't just become another trending subject and you know people you know, forget about it. Uh, and another thing that people could use to learn more about it is just hashtag no farmers, no food. It kind of like if you go through that whole uh, trend line, it, it kind of uh, just gives you more information. Uh, if you if you just Google like farmers protest in India, you'll probably find out like a lot more information what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but stay wary of like mainstream India media. Cause and I stand with farmers is another hashtag. I stand in with which farmers. Or we, I stand with farmers. We news. stand with farmers. They're all like you know if you put, but again like I think no farmers no food is a, is a big one that's people put, put that in any any uh, social media account. 
uh, they'll find a lot of information. So. And are there any other organizers that um, have that whose handle you'd like to share? There's a big organization called Casa Aid. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Casa Aid, and I think your Seva Org. Casa Aid is the biggest one that's uh, that we know that's reliable. That's also kind of on the ground there, so okay. they're there right now. And uh, you know they, they've been uh, there since the beginning. So if anybody is interested in donating to the cause, you know they are collecting donations. So Casa Aid. Uh, is they're, they're on Instagram, Twitter, all that. All right. Well, Jab, Pavni, Shivani, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Thank you for uh, having us. Bringing me into your center to experience a little bit of tradition here. Um, How did you like the tea? Tea's good? Love it. It's my favorite tea anyway. So when I heard that it was there, I was like, yes. Um, I was looking out for the um, donuts too, but uh, it's okay. Next time. Next time. <laughs>